Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bij Centraal Beheer gaan we net een stap verder voor onze klanten. Daarom geven we ze 10 seconden van onze zendtijd om hun auto te verkopen. Dames en heren, 18.000 kilometers heeft mijn Mazda 6 GTM uit 2014 gereden. Hij is rood metallic, de kleur van de liefde. Kijk op Facebookpagina Mazda 6 te koop. Dankjewel. Wil je deze of een andere auto kopen? Kies dan ook voor de klantvriendelijkste verzekeraar. Ga naar centraalbeheer.nl slash auto. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back, cause it's time for the podcast. Welcome to the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast, episode three. I am Ramesh Ranganathan. We're here with Rumaj. What's up, Rumaj? Hey there. Dane, you're not allowed to talk yet until we actually officially introduce you. Uh, how are you? I'm good. What have you been up to? Well, since I last saw you. Yeah. Um... Well, let me explain. First of all, let's get this out of the way here. We are broadcasting from Rumaj's office. Uh, we, had a, we had a nice little studio set up, didn't we, Rumaj? We were going to well, meet there. you haven't seen it. We'd spoken to Dane. Mm-hmm. Dane was all ready, ready to, come to, that, to come to the office. Mm-hmm. And then, today, you made up some bullshit so that we do it here. <laughs> right? So... Because I'm coming from Crawley. Dane, where are you coming from? I'm coming straight out of Lewisham. So he's coming from Lewisham. So you've you travelled a fair distance. Yeah, and you can't be asked to leave your office. <laughs> it's, right? a, it's a health it's and actually, safety thing. And then... It's, you've a, got the, it's the hottest day of the year. Bullshit. And then, you've got, and then you've got the nerve to... Like, so I, was, I remember having a go at him on the text, like, just going, you're a prick. Like, you can't even ask to leave. And then he said, it's my birthday. And then, I said, he, and then I said, oh my God, is it? And he just went, no. Absolute. Anyway. But I've won, so yeah, we're here. This is the bit where we introduce our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Dane Baptiste. Hello, Dane. Hi, hi, guys. Yes. So, Dane, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm, like... I'm working on an Edinburgh show called Reasonable Doubts, so which is kind of apt for this podcast because yeah. the uh, title comes from Jay-Z's debut album, um, which he considers one of his best. Now, it's not my first uh, Edinburgh show, but my first Edinburgh show is called Citizen Dane, and the uh, poster was based on the Illmatic um, album cover. Yeah. So just my face with, like, I guess, like a retrospective of comedy. And in case I couldn't get it from the image, you hammered it home with the title Citizen Dane. Yeah, which they didn't really. No. No, which is fine. They did all right, though. And then second one, so yeah, Reasonable Doubts is just about the idea, you know, of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of someone involved in what is supposed to appear to be like a lucrative, you know, industry, but like conflicts of conscience or some shit like that. So, uh, Dane, this is, you, were, you were nominated for Newcomer last year. Yeah. You're pretty funny, right? I don't normally like to support 
uh, new talent, as you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've talked, about, I've week, talked, yeah. <laughs> talked about this on the podcast before. I don't really like bigging up people. <laughs> so congratulations on making it through that filter. Thank you very uh, much. Do you have any like particular like targets for uh, Edinburgh, or are you just going to go and... Um, because no. mine was to like in the second year was to not kill myself that was basically okay. what my target was what, that's, that's, that's one of mine that's right yeah cool I, I guess my my targets are to not completely lose my hair yeah so not succumb to like male pattern baldness that would be good yeah Um, to maybe hold on to some semblance of a relationship between going there and coming back uh, keeping my friends and yeah and maybe get another nomination only because A you're an inspiration Ramesh don't stop. Don't come on the podcast. Don't come on the podcast and lie. No, I remember you doing a double handle with, Jay, with uh, Jason Patterson along the, just off the mile. Oh as yeah. Well. So yeah, Jay Pats. gone a long way with Jay Pats. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I want I want I would like a nomination really so that I can so that just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I feel. I mean, you don't have to go again. Yeah. Yeah. And just just yeah just show up and you know. And drink because I want to drink instead of to numb the yeah. depression. What I want to do, <laughs> I want right. to, I'd like to get big enough that I can be. You know how like sometimes really big acts come yeah. and they do like a week, and then yeah. all of the other acts complain about how they're taking all the ticket sales. I want to be one of those. Yeah, acts. me too. Like, like I want to sweep to. into Edinburgh. You should call your yeah. show that. <laughs> Take yeah. it and taking all the sales. Unsupportive. Yeah. 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 Here's a little bit that you like to pull. How did you get into hip-hop? Right, Dan, can you tell us, first question, how did you get into hip-hop? Um, the thing is, I thought about this question, is it like how I got into hip-hop or like rapping? Just more hip-hop. Hold, on, hold, on, on, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, hold the phone. What do you mean rapping? Do you mean you rap? Have no, you I, rap? Don't, I don't rap, I don't rap. Have you rapped? No, I've not. I've never been musically inclined. I didn't even play the recorder in school or anything. Like All the kids would be playing the recorder Yeah, and I'd just sit by myself. Because it actually goes... Recorder, clarinet, freestyle rap. rap. That's, yeah, exactly. that's, yeah, sort of, yeah. that's the progression. Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And I, I just was like, nah, nah, nah. If I know it turned out, but I guess yeah, rap being a part of hip hop culture as a whole. How I got into it, I guess it's more music because I probably found out more about hip hop. I was like early nineties. I grew up in the eighties, and for the first part of your life, you have real no choice over what kind of music you consume. I don't think so. Yeah. What's playing in the car, or what's playing at the house, or whatever event you're at. So, um, first hip-hop song I would say I heard was uh, Turtle Power by Partners in Crime. Oh my god, we've, we've talked about this. We've talked yeah, about this. That was the first the Oh my god! the heroes In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high with muggings mysterious. All police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source of this legally evil force. This is serious, so give me a quarter. I was a witness, get me a reporter. This is incredible. Oh my this, God. This, is becoming, go this is becoming one of the favourite tunes on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Because that's, that's the biggest thing, because like, on top of the Turtles' enormous popularity at the time, which meant any kid that age was going to go watch the show, and then it ended with a rap. And then I remember looking magazine used to list lyrics from songs, yeah. as well as having a, a comic strip for New Kids on the Block. Which I also read because fuck it, it's looking magazine. What else are you gonna do? And then between... what sort of what sort of stuff happened in the New Kids on the Block like comic strip? I don't know, like they wash, have a car wash, or trying to recoup their Christ. royalties, or trying to get <laughs> trying to get Donny Wahlberg off yeah. Coke. Head of time. That episode. Yeah. What is? I wonder what Donny's up to nowadays. He's in that. Um, 
Isn't isn't he an actor? Yeah, he's he in like uh, some Blue Blood thing or whatever. Yeah, with Magnum PI. What? So, yeah. yeah. Is it what? Now? He plays his son, cop son. He plays his the cop son, son of Magnum PI. Yeah. What's his name? Selleck. Yeah, Tom. Hold Selleck. on. If you're the son of a cop, are you called <laughs> yeah. a cop son? Yeah. Is that a, <laughs> you could. Is that the official <laughs> title? Is it, yeah. is yeah, it is now. <laughs> no, but I'm just wondering because there's a time when Mark Wahlberg would have been looking up to him, thinking. I wonder if I can be famous like him. Well, yeah. he's a rap. That's Marky Mark. He was Marky Mark. Which is another, another experience of rap. Yeah. I think was one of the like. The sing it, sing it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Marky right. Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Yo, it's about that time to break forth. Hip-hop was everyone's Do you think Marky Mark's still into... Not Marky Mark, we can't call him that anymore. Do you think Mark, Mark Wahlberg's still into hip-hop? I think he is. I reckon he is. Because yeah. a lot of... Because Entrage supposed to be like loosely based on his experiences, isn't it? And is that, that right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of hip-hop. Yeah, and a lot of the music's... The score is like hip-hop music and stuff, isn't it? It's all about bros and shit. Yeah. You I'm can't, you can't act like you like that. I've anymore. heard good things about Empire. Do you know Empire? Yeah, I do know Empire. Do you watch it? No, I was like, I was you know like, the, no, the E4 thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I've not seen it's it. Sort of like Bad, is it like Bad Boy or something? Bad Boy. <laughs> See, the thing is, I'm, it's Bad Boy, I think it seems to be some kind of mesh of like Bad Boy and like Motown. Right. And yeah, and then, but then Death Row as well, because the guy's got Terrence Howard, who's the character, he has like a, like a criminal past and stuff. So, or like, like Easy E kind of thing. Yeah. It's like Ruthless and then Death Row. So it's supposed to be like a mesh of all those stories. And it gave me a wicked idea, actually. Go on. Because two defunct music labels you have are Death Row and Motown. Yeah. So I was thinking Death Row Town yeah. would be a great idea. <laughs> Moro? Moro, exactly. Yeah. Moro would be a great idea for a compilation album. You yeah. know, like Danger Mouse did like the white album. And yeah. The black album. Mm, great so album. if you yeah. had, you know, Stevie Wonder with, I don't know, like Daz and Corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> What's their debut track? Oh, man. I guess that's I just called to say fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my balls. Wreck yeah. <laughs> your brain. Give it some thought. What was the first hip-hop album you bought? Uh, Dave, what was your first ever hip-hop album purchase? Um, the Fugees. The Fugees? Which yeah, one? Uh, the second one? The, the score? Fir- yeah, the score, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the score, what was yeah. the first one called? White. Yeah, it's a white. Fugees. Blunted on reality? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And that had Boof Baff. Boof Baff. Yeah, but you got the score. Yeah, that was that was the first uh, hip hop album I, I bought. Uh, yeah, on cassette. Great. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was amazing, man. Favorite so track? Good. Um, the score was one of them, and yeah. Ready or Not. Ready or not. the other guys what are they doing when Lauren's still going Wycliffe uh, didn't he didn't like he run for mayor of hate of president of Haiti yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't go anywhere well no. yeah because they, they, there's questions about the, the uh, relief funds after the earthquake that's right there's some so, issues isn't there yeah there's some issues there well, he was yeah. snuffling them yeah apparently yeah. Like, they, they wanted to ask him some questions next thing you know he's gone to November yeah <laughs> just <laughs> on the <laughs> the questions were were in December then. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll be going to the that's alright, we'll wait. Yeah. Actually actually the, the hearing's not till December or January actually. Oh, okay, so it oh, works shit. out really well. Yeah. <laughs> God, this has really gone bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ready or not, this inquiry is taking place. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
my I like the Fugees. I love mm. the Fugees. They cr- that, that album because Blunted on Reality was a great album, but didn't really. I don't remember yeah. it being it big here. Them, did it? No, nah. but the score <clears throat> just yeah. went supernova, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. supernova, cr- supernova, yeah. supernova. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. What is it? I tell you what isn't a thing, mate. Pop some <laughs> Super, supernova is all right. So it's not a question I'm using supernova. regularly. Yeah. <laughs> Nova Sun. Yeah. yeah. Lauren Hill became a megastar, right? Yeah. Defecating on your microphone. Good stuff. It's amazing. Mm. It feels over the top, that lyric, isn't it? Why? Defecating well, on the microphone. But then again... That, you're just ruining the booth for everybody else's use. But then Nas says in, in Ain't Hard to Tell, yeah. given Mike's menstrual cycles... Yeah, that's true. So, you know, you so one, of the, one of the Nas lyrics, I really didn't... I think it doesn't... Like, Listen, by the way, let me just qualify <laughs> this by saying Nas is incredible, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But <laughs> when he talks about having the top down, he says, we don't say the top's down, we say the titties is out, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that make you a tip? I mean, this one I don't understand about the lyric. Don't say my car's topless. Say the titties is out. I, I think he's trying to say, he's, uh, yeah, it's, it's topless, isn't it? That's yeah. what he's trying to say, yeah. yeah. So we don't say the titties is out. But that means you and your mate are the two titties, doesn't yeah, it? Mm. I never understood that lyric. All the, it's li- like, all the nipples. Yeah, it's like yeah. when Dr. Dre says, you've got teeth in your mouth, so my dick's got to fit. You got teeth in your mouth, so my dick's got to fit. I don't understand. How is that a brag? Yeah. <laughs> Did you go and see Lauren Hill when she came in? She performed no, recently, didn't I she? Never, I never let see a lot of concerts. The last concert I saw was um, was Watch the Throne. That's how long it's been since I've been to a concert. Really? Yeah. And how was it? Um, sonically, it was amazing. And it kind of showed the gulf between the ability in the catalogue of Kanye and Jay-Z and I'm a Kanye fan of his music holy shit amazing. are you about but to shit on Kanye no no not at all <laughs> however as far as uh, watching the throne as far as I'm concerned he's not even in the palace if we could keep with that kind of wow. speech Woo. in comparison to Jay-Z so far as lyrically and stuff like that like Kanye as a producer is amazing but as rapper producer I don't think he's even near one of the best holy shit Hold on, who do you think's the best rapper producer? Because Kanye is the greatest rock star of all time, mm. living or dead. Is yeah. that right? What did he say? Yeah, what did he say? He's going to say it now because in 30 or 40 years' time, you'll be saying it. He's the greatest yeah. living rock star. And then he forgot the words to Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, but was that evident when you're watching Watch the Throne? Because what did they do? Did they just do the album and then they each did solo? I mean, they did, they did songs from the uh, Watch the Throne and then they did solo, so they'd go over like their previous catalogue yeah. and then they'd go over like, and they just combine it. And you're just comparing just just songs alone. There's just no comparison at all, like what Jay Z has, like some of his songs. Yeah. Like even Reasonable Doubts, it's just. I'm a big fan of Kanye, but some, like, some of the songs that Jay Z has. Like Kanye's never made them. It's like, for example, like one of my biggest rap fans is Nas, and obviously there's disputes over like top five and stuff like that. But for me, like the opening verse of "Take It in Blood," that's like at that level. I don't think there's 99% of rappers can match that for poetry. Okay, that's quite okay. So for, you're comparing Kanye with Jay Z, yeah, and Jay Z is one of the like. Okay. I'm not as big a Jay Z fan as a lot of people, but yeah. I st- you still have to hold your hands up and say yeah. the guys are ma- like you know he's one of the greatest, whatever, blah blah. blah. But Kanye has people forget that Kanye has had what four great albums, right? Yeah, of course. Mm. Four, yeah. Like eight, let's let's put aside 808s and Heartbreaks because please yeah, let's just I put agree. it aside. But, but <laughs> no, no, yeah, but the thing is, even once you hear my beautiful Doctor Strange fantasy, it yeah. almost justifies 808 because it was almost that sh- that showed the transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we were trying to do sonically, but uh, yeah, I've kind of made it a bit 
kind of confusing. So, for example, I think personally that Havoc from Mob Deep yeah. is a better rapper producer than Kanye. Okay. Combining mm-hmm. their like discography, yeah, yeah, Kanye is probably better than most people. Yeah. But so far as being able to produce music and rap on that yeah. at a certain level, I think Havoc is better than that than okay. Kanye is. Or for example, Eminem made Renegade. He produced that. Yeah. His verses on Renegade, I don't think lyrically or sonically like Kanye's matched that. But so far yeah. as Kanye's impact on hip hop as a art form and as a culture, yeah, it can't be matched by a lot of people. No, so, no. As far as the rapping producing thing, there are just there are guys who do both. That I think even for me, even Wiley, I think Wiley, yeah, in terms of how long his catalog is and how well he can yeah. kind of master rapping on his own beats stuff like that, I think even he can be better because. Like lines like uh, what was the line? Kanye Ken, has a line in um, I think it's Diamonds of Sierra Leone when he says to one girl, to, to strippers, said, "If your name, your, your name must be Minivan." Yeah, that's, that's weak. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit weak, man. Just a weak line. Yeah, it's just a weak line. He says something about Pharaoh. I put the pussy in a sarcophagus. It's a yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got exactly, some yeah. weird. He's got some. Call me Pharaoh. I put the pussy in a sarcophagus. And I guess I, I know. I know what else. Yeah, exactly. I, I know what that means, but it's like. Mm. Yeah. But then at the same time, but it's yeah. But for me, Kanye, it's stuff like you know, being able to almost <coughs> bring a rap like Twister into mainstream success. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tally, have Tally Quali on the same kind of album. That to me is amazing. The thing is, okay, the thing is, is he came out with his first album and his first album was great, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember my, when I first heard Through the Wire, like the whole story behind Through the Wire, you mm. know, the car accident and everything, it was amazing. Yeah. And it's like, then you hear the song and it's great and it's a wicked use of the sample and all that, right? Yeah. Had a great story, and then the album was excellent. And then I thought his next album was a progression from that, yes, right? He it pushed was, yeah. it on, and then he had these, he had that song, you know, we had We Major, and like, and, yeah, and it yeah. was like the song would drop, and then the beat would change, and he'd have inch, like all yeah, these yeah. like strings and stuff like that. It was great, right? And he kept doing that progression on Jesus. Like, I, I, what I think is, I think he, he sort of, I remember when he first brought his, when he brought his first album out, he was coming at an interview, going, "It's the greatest album, it's the greatest yeah. album." And people going, "Like, sorry, but you're coming across as a bit." How do you respond to people saying you're quite, you're coming across as arrogant? Yeah. And what he said was, "I don't know if I'll ever make an album as good as. Like, I'm so proud of this mm. album, yeah, yeah. and that's why I'm shouting it from the rooftops because my worst fear." is that I do this album and then not as many people as I want to listen to it and then it's gone, it's done, right? And I thought, well, actually, you Fair sort of justify it. Yeah. But now you, you, can't justify it. you can't justify what he's done since then. And like, Jesus, I don't know if you know the story of the album, but he went to see Rick, do you know the story Rick about Rick going Rubin, to see Rick yeah, yeah. Rubin? He went to see Rick Rubin and he said to Rick Rubin, oh, I want some help with like doing this album. And yeah. Rick Rubin said, okay, what have you got? And Rick Rubin said, he just played like, this series of like, sounds and noises and like, <laughs> yeah. just crap, not crap, but like mm. just... But yeah, so Industrial, yeah. industrial shit yeah, yeah just yeah. weird shit weird, just and then Rick Rubin said yeah, yeah. And Rick Rubin was listening to him thinking I mean this needs this needs about six years yeah, of yeah. work right and then he said to him when have you got to put it out and it's like a month was it like in a month's yeah, yeah, time or something less than that yeah and Rick Rubin was like Oh boy, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. And then they brought out Jesus. And when I, the thing is, when I brought, first brought out, when I, they, he first brought out Jesus, Jay Z brought at the same time Magna Carta, right? Yeah, yeah. And Jay Z, Magna Carta. The thing was, it's a good album. Yeah. But I remember when I first, when I first both came out, I thought. The thing about Jesus is he's tried to do something mental, and and some yeah. of it, I'll be honest with you, I think fails, right? It just sounds like, but some of it is amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. And and what and that's what you want from hip hop. Hip hop mm. used to always yeah. be 
Progressive. Yeah, it used to yeah. like you, you remember when you you bought a record and you didn't even think it was music the first time you heard yeah, it. It was yeah. just like, and you just sort yeah, of think, oh god. And then, and, but then it sort of you get to it, and, and hip hop was always moving, and that's part of hip hop's problem. I think that's part of why older hip hop dates more than a lot of other forms of music because hip hop changes so much yeah. mm. that you listen to something from the night and if you haven't if you didn't buy that record when it first came out mm. and then you go to someone this this is amazing from back in the day because hip hop's moved on so much they'll never be able to appreciate it in that same well, yeah, way exactly. do you know what I mean if they haven't heard it from the beginning there are some records about that trend obviously but with Kanye I just sort of feel like he sort of just bought, he just sort of started believing his own hype, I guess. You know, he's more famous. Everybody surrounding him is being a yes man. I know mm. that you have to yeah, deal yeah. with a lot of, you have to deal with a lot of uh, negative kind of speak or whatever. But to, to, you know, can you imagine doing a gig? Jay Z's probably got one of the best back catalogs in yeah. music, yeah. let alone hip hop, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 that's it. And then to think that you're going to go to, I mean, I would just be standing backstage going, "Oh my god, he's going to do that one." Yeah, <laughs> he, hasn't even, he hasn't even done pink, big pimping yet. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! Because <laughs> I mean, when Jay Z did, he did Hackney Weekender a couple of years ago, and just just to think about his his back catalog is like this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people were mental, and and I, I agree with what you're saying about Kanye is that, and that, that is the issue there really is that. It, it, it technically he's kind of lonely at the top and it's mm. hard to have a frame of reference mm. or any kind of rivalry mm. and it's good that he does try he does diversify I first time I heard Jesus I was like there's a few songs I liked and I was like yeah but then listening to it more and I guess and you can see by how people kind of follow follow him that you know it kind of um, and that might just be the fact that hip hop is just full of sheep anyway so yeah. you know, I feel like you just kind of justify the sound but like there are certain songs on it that are amazing but yeah this is the issue I think the same thing happened with um, Lil Wayne yeah, like around two thousand three, two thousand four, like Carter two times. Then he was starting to like really, you know, come into his own as, as a lyricist, and it's got to the point where it's become there's an expectation, and so so many clones. And that's the thing with hip hop is that rather than people when they and and maybe music in general, when rather than someone see something and trying to bring out something completely different, follow the trend. Just follow the trend. Yeah, and and for me, so myself personally, if I'm going to even entertain someone the idea of buying someone's album, then they can't have. DJ Mustard on it can't have Ty Dolla Sign producing it yeah. none of the aforementioned can be appearing as good yeah. spots on it for me to even be interested which is like as you've seen with J. Cole like that's the first album to go platinum in over 20 years yeah. by, mm. by an artist by himself yeah, mm. yeah. it's just it's, it's <clears throat> mental but um yeah, I think you're, you're right. He's just kind of bought into his own hype, and it's at the expense of his talent. Yeah, I think I think I think that's the thing because when Kanye brought out his first album. He was like, it was great, and but he also had to bring you in, right? And when he yeah. had his second album, he had to live up to the hype of his first album, and he had to still bring... So he had to be experimental, but also he had to bring you in and he had to meet expectations. Now, I don't think he gives a shit. So, like, basically, no. what it is is, I'm doing amazing stuff, you just get on board or you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like he doesn't... He has got no concession to to you as a, mm. as a listener. That maybe, that's mm. the, maybe that's the valid argument, <clears throat> is that he, he, as well as, you know... Or this hyperbole. He's always like, you know, I don't want to be seen as a musician. And I'm like a Howard Hughes. I'm a Walt Disney. And maybe it's his diversification into other markets, like designing trainers mm. and yeah, yeah. architecture. It maybe means that his original discipline has suffered. So maybe that's what it is, is that he's focusing on the projects. And you know, he uses Travis Scott for a lot of his stuff, and a lot yeah. of his stuff sounds like Travis Scott and some of the other producers. But you know, using uh, Bon Iver and Assassin yeah. on a song, I'm in it. Like, I thought that was an amazing song. Yeah. I love that song. But it's yeah, maybe he's just diversifying stuff for like that. But for me, that I mean, that's not really. Eve Kanye is he's a small part of a larger problem with hip hop. For me, really, it's just that you know, you just have one person anyway, yeah. and just having this lightning rod that's supposed to be have to shoulder the burden of diversifying and changing the sound. Yeah, 
it's just it's just it works makes it boring. It's the idea that there's supposed to be a competitive element to hip hop as well, and I don't really think that's there. Just the whole culture of like hating and all these other aspects of the message, mm. which have kind of just yeah allowed it to come kind of shit. Because I'm not really into trap, man. And I've tried. I know I've tried. I've tried. <clears throat> I've tried getting into it. Because I want to be cool, you know. My fingers yeah. on the pulse, <laughs> yeah. and then a lot of people look up to me as sort of a cultural sort of, you know, I guess. You know, I guess a cultural thermometer. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. so hmm. I tried to get into trap, man. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's for me. It's like with Chuck D saying that you know, hip hop is is uh, African America's CNN. Yeah, is trap a reflection of the fact that you know, trapping and drug dealing and stripping are the only economies that exist in predominantly black neighborhoods now. Yeah, and that's the reason why. That dominates the subject matter of so much music. It's too now. depressing a thing to think about. Isn't it? That's yeah. too depressing. But that's, yeah, but it's, it should do. People should reflect that. But at the same time, I mean, it's like everyone talks as if it's all good. Like I think Joe Budden had a song where he's like, "Well, if everybody sells crack, who the fuck smokes it?" Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make it to appear to be very lucrative, like yeah. the drug dealing market. But I've watched a while, and that's praise for how you know accurately reflects the trade. Yeah. You can't be involved at that level of narcotic <clears throat> trafficking when you're in the actual trap house and drive a Lamborghini. Yeah. You know, surely at that mm. level when you can realize that kind of disposal. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com income you wouldn't be you wouldn't get your hands dirty. have you uh have you read freakonomics yes so you know freakonomics they talk about like how you got that whole drug deal like the pyramid it's yeah. almost like a pyramid scheme so you've got these baser workers that are mm. working for basically less than mcdonald's wages because you know yeah. I mean? like, that's how it's got to work yeah, and you've got some dude at the top that's breaking it in mm. but most of the people that are involved in the drug business are like yeah yeah fuck all. yeah it's mental i went to see jay-z at the Royal Albert Hall, mm-hmm. and wow. he had a full orchestra with him. Good. Right? It was, yeah, it was great, right? Mm. But this is, <laughs> I went with my brother, <laughs> and it was just when him and Nas had squashed, yeah, squashed yeah. the beef, right? <laughs> so, like, we're watching it, and, like, it was great, and we're all, you know, full orchestra, everyone's going, I'm good. And you know what? And this is what people, you know, when you get people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and people say hip-hop can't do this. And, and I think this is a really sort of a, a middle finger to people that don't respect this art form. And it's like, oh, God, oh, God. Right? So, so, and then, right, suddenly he mentioned, like, there's a lyric where he goes, uh, greatest rappers of all time, me, Big, and Nas, right? Then the, drop, the beat drops. Mm. 
a Nas beat drops, and then Nas walks on right. to the stage, right, with the mic. My brother nearly fell off the balcony. Right? <laughs> he was going, oh my God, it's Nas! It's Nas! He goes, Nas is actually here! Oh my God, man! Oh my God! He was just How old is your brother? He was eight at the time. No, he's only two years younger than me. He yeah. flipped out. Yeah. He flipped out. He was just going, ah! like, he was going nuts. I've never, seen, I've never seen hip-hop hysteria before. That's, that's good, man. Hey, man, what's your favourite hip-hop album? Um, okay, Dave, what is your favourite Hip hop album of all time. Oh, of all time. All right, mm. I'll I'll take. It was written and life after death. I never brag. How real I keep it? Cause it's the best secret. I rock a vest. Prestigious. Cuban link flooded Jesus. And Alex watching Kathy Lee and Regis. My actions are one with the seasons. A text squeezing. Executioner. Winter time I rock a for. Mega popular. Center of attraction. Climaxing. My bitches they be laughing. They hop from snipping coke off for 20 sit. Andrew Jackson. Okay, it was written. All right? Yeah. Why it was written? Um, Because it has... Take It In Blood is like one of my favourite yeah. songs. Um, and If I Rule The World, which is nice and Lauren Hill. Because uh, the, reason I asked, the reason I asked in such an aggressive manner is because it was written, followed Illmatic, right? Yeah. One of, considered one of the greatest albums of all time, right? And then, so Illmatic, everyone was going. So this kid, <clears throat> Nas, comes out from nowhere, he does Live At The Barbecue or whatever, like kills the verse or whatever, right? Yes. And then brings out Illmatic, everyone goes nuts, right? And then... Um, it was written. Some people considered, argued that that was a disappointment. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people say well, so. Well, so, well, so, well, so, good. so, but you, for you, it's one. Of, it's the best. One of the best albums of all time. Yeah. And if I rule the world, uh-huh. because it's got Lauren. I think it's got Lauren Hill on it. Yeah, yeah. And, it and it's, a good it was, track. it's a good track. And I guess my uh, my palette probably wasn't as refined at the time when I got into hip hop. So. Don't backtrack now. No, no, you no. Said no it I'm was sorry, written, so it's, defend it's, your it's, position. I'm defending it, but the reason I justify is because, like, I can be honest enough to say that. There was probably a time where, as a hip hop fan, I, I would have been more, yeah, I had a more affinity with it, like a uh, a rap, a, a verse, and a hook style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, so sure, the sure. fact they had like a good good hook on it with Lauren Hill, yeah, probably was something that okay, it's, it shows that Nas has range where he can have like a club song, yeah. or a song that you can hook as radio play, yeah. But combined that like, the poetry of of Take It in Blood, yeah, in the same album. So that's what I liked about it. And then sorry, you said Life After Death as well. And right? Life After Death, yeah. Life after death, more than ready to die. Yeah. Okay, and why? I don't know because it is the, the, biggie. Yeah, it's biggie. Yeah, and <laughs> the whole double album thing. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, life after death kind of includes so many aspects of. I think it's just almost that point where it was that perfect blending of what some of the things that uh, causes detriment to hip hop as well as the things that make it more positive. So for me, it was like the uh, the uh, Big interlude, which is from. Um, Schoolie D, the yeah. parts I kiddest thing, so it's acknowledging mm. like the golden age. BIG is making a scream. Bitches always say, What the hell does that mean? B is for the bitches who can't understand. A one fly nigga became a man. Eyes for the way it goes in and out. One by one, I knock some out. As well as having um, songs like uh, What's Beef, which yeah. referring to the commission, like forming a super group, which again yeah. was another part of hip hop. But at the same time, having songs which. Uh, like my money, my problems, um, which was like had like radio appeal as well. Yeah. So it just combined every element, and just to me, it's it's that album shows to this day that everybody wants to look like Tupac and have that aesthetic, but still want to be able to write like Big and it's yeah, that yeah. hardcore music with the, the radio friendly mm. hooks and stuff like that. So it's just I think it just exemplifies that anyone who wants to be a rap star, including Kanye West, 
aspires to is. I mean, I wonder if Biggie was still alive. Like, you know, if Biggie hadn't have died when he did, if he'd have been like... Because Jay-Z, basically... Jay-Z went mega, like, after Biggie yeah, died. And, like, Life After Death, you're right about that album. Because, like, Ready to Die, was, I think, is a great album. Yeah, great one. But is, mm. has no... I mean, there's a couple... Like, you've got Juicy on it and things like that. Yeah, and, yeah. But, like, was it pretty... You know, there's a lot of tracks on there that wouldn't get that are not radio friendly or whatever. Yeah, and, and it's almost like that kind of ninety kind of uh, the ninety flow that even Nas yeah, had yeah. in a even uh, for like for the main source yeah. um, song Life and Barbecue. Like it's, it's almost that nineties flow that um, where he kind of grew into his own with the uh, Life After Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, it's and it's like a mega album, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's a mega yeah. album, and also it's got Kick in the Door, which you know exactly that yeah. tune. Sick, mate. Boogie. Yeah. Boogie. Oh, mate. <laughs> that, that production on that tune is just... That's what I mean. And he, and he used... And it was, again, it was an era at a time where you could still do radio and songs, but it, it was just when, you know, people still have believed in the idea of a conceptual album and a yeah. theme where, you know, Biggie had to say, use the same producers, yeah. which is what Drake does today. Yeah. Like he just mm. has his, he has his in-house producer yeah. that he works with to understand his sound, and that's why his sound... You know, and I'm, you know, comparatively, I'm saying Drake's amazing, but it's just adhering to that old technique of rather than chasing the hot producer at the time, just yeah. working with people that trust you and know your voice, you'll, you'll make something good. Changing producers is a big deal, right? Because, like, actually, you know, you talk about it was written, and, like, he did change, because he, he'd, like, used a lot of Trackmasters production, yeah, right, yeah. didn't he? And whereas before, he had a lot of Primo yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and, and then, so he'd made a change, and then I think the worst example of changing and that being a big mistake is Snoop when he went from oh, Doggy course, Star yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he did the Dogfather right and then he said you know and then he actually made a comment on the album about how he's not about the producer and then it, he was saying it that works Snoop if you're saying it on a really good album but when yeah. you're saying it on, on a shit album where you've fallen That's victim it. to that so bad oh man hip hop gripes what is your beef with hip hop? What is a, a thing about hip hop that you got a problem with? Uh, worst thing about hip hop? Your gripe with hip hop? Hip hop gripe? That's it. No? Um, hip hop yeah. gripe? Oh, it's the, yeah, it's the message. Yeah, the message. <laughs> gripe nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the message. I think the worst thing is um, the song. The message. No, that's that's a good thing. That's the worst thing about hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the trousers, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You hear me, Grandmaster? I'm coming for you too. <laughs> no, that's a cool song. No, I think I think um, my greatest gripe with, with hip hop is the message about uh, of what it represents now. Yeah. And um, for me, uh, it's one of the most like most significant cultural phenomenon that's come out of America, like since civil rights. Yeah. Like it's influenced the entire world. It's, it's probably one of their only positive exports that they even have yeah. left now, really. And and as like Chuck D said, it was uh, CNN for African America, yeah. and it's just lost part of that. And I've, I mean, I used to go to America because I got family there quite a bit. Yeah. But for a lot of uh, black Britons here, and I guess probably diaspora in general, they don't really have a frame of reference or an understanding of how America is from that perspective unless they listen to hip hop. Yeah. I would, I would say most people have no idea what happens in like the Midwest, or no one knew about. Uh, a black population of Cleveland before Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, yeah. I, would go, I would say that most people don't really know about that or things like even Eight Mile or kind of poverty. Yeah, but thanks to Bone Thugs and Harmony, they know like when the payday is and exactly you know what, I mean? or what that even means. Yeah. But to me, but it's all those references that people wouldn't even have any awareness of if it yeah. wasn't for hip hop. And then, and then it's just like the kind of uh, 
orbital economies that have risen up from hip hop. Like I say this, I say to everyone, before hip hop, JD Sports wouldn't even have a business model because they don't sell sports shit in that shop. Yeah. And most people wore trainers for training and shit, and tracksuits were for track and field. And it's because of hip hop that these things have become apparel. Yeah. And there are people that have made millions off of that. And it's just the level of influence, how much, how little ownership is taken from that for the people that are involved in it. And it's just one of these things where once that's gone, what's left? Because it's just, even just the idea of sampling, most people, again, most people in my generation wouldn't know who the ISD brothers are. Yeah. If it wasn't mm. for something like hip hop. We wouldn't even, I mean, obviously it's Chappelle's show, but most people wouldn't know how much of an influence James Brown and Rick James as artists have had on hip hop through our song. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just, um, just subtle messages where I think just that deliberately influenced people. Like there was a brief time when I heard Lil Wayne and T.I. say something like, it's not tricking if you got it. Like that's a line from their songs. Yeah. And it's like, it's a horrible message of like, and it's a weird thing to go from the pimping, whole kind of pimping archetype or like pimping aesthetic to it's okay for you to pay for sex. And for me, it's these small messages. And it's probably a reflection of my age as well, where I, I may have not listened to this stuff and been sensitive to it now. But it's just now, just, just small things I see. Like there's a, there's a video for uh, T-Pain and Chris Brown called Kiss Kiss. And he's got this uh, thing in his mouth, which is like a, a, a jewel-encrusted toothpick. Yeah. What the fuck do you need that for? <laughs> but it's just, it's just because there's so much low barriers to entry where hip-hop is concerned, it's just so easy for people to market these stupid things. It seems unnecessary, doesn't it? Completely, yeah, and it's just even stuff like the Bugatti Veyron. That car didn't sell particularly well because it was like for what it was and how expensive it was. No one really gave a shit about it, and but it's just given hip hop now to hop this stupid car yeah. that most rich people <laughs> don't care about, and then this, and this, the people these references in their songs, and it's just it, lack of mastery over people like that level of purchasing power where like a Porsche Panamera, it's a five door Porsche. It's so fucking ugly. Yeah, but entrusting that to hip hop artists, it will now sell as a vehicle and it's just that power of purchasing and that, that power of influence that's not reflected in any other aspect of life well I think like you know you know, I think part of the thing is that is that hip hop had always started to, started to always wanted to talk about the struggle and coming up out of the struggle yeah. and then what you talk about is what happens after the struggle so the more you talk about how well you're doing now it shows how much you've escaped your circumstances do you know what yeah, I mean yeah. and so, but now it's just gone mental that's what I mean it's just gone crazy there's no there's no there's no initial struggle that's what I mean there's no initial struggles like when you hear rappers now debut that's what, that's what annoys me it's yeah. kind of like there is no real incentive for you to be involved in the music industry it's yeah. so unstable you're good like any record deal now with 360s it's going to yeah. be shit for you anyway yeah. but to hear you talk about it is Mm. Why would you even want to become a rapper? Yeah. You're making millions and you own a Lamborghini yeah. below the radar where the taxman is not aware of all this income you're making. Why the fuck would you even get yeah. involved in rap? Actually, if you really knew your hustle, you wouldn't be doing this. You yeah, exactly. Even, you wouldn't yeah, 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 be publicising your own. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And surely, or surely if you knew your hustle, then one of the first things you would do is be an independent act where you don't have to pay yeah. like Universal and Vivendi for that, all this shit. And yeah. just small things like that. It's just, are, are people still falling for that ruse? Because it's just... And it, what we probably need to face is the fact that uh, hip hop is now commercial. It is a pop music, yeah. And which means with pop music, there's stakeholders that will dilute the message and try to, you know, inject their aspect, you know, capitalist perspective, which is going to benefit them. And that's why I say that really, there is the argument that hip hop is dead. And I wouldn't go as far as say it's dead as we know it, so far as it being underground and being a part of a particular culture. And you have to proactively look for good music now instead of relying on being receptive to what, because what, if, whoever they bring out, there's probably someone better and more dedicated 
Yeah. Like, even so far as like going back to the example of Iggy Azalea, there's there's like white female rappers who are ten times better than she is, yeah. but probably not prepared to be as malleable to you know being hypersexual yeah. or being hollow in their lyrics. And that's why they don't get signed, or, or you have to make the effort to try and find them. Yeah. So my my real issue is yeah that it's just um I I I, I will listen to a rapper and just be like well I have no guilt about downloading your shit mate yeah because yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're not gonna miss the money yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and apparently like you know doing illegal shit is what's in fashion yeah. like to see some rappers talk it's like even stuff like weed is decriminalized but it's not legal yeah but the way they carry on it's just you know. Now that you now you get to experience stuff like incarceration and seeing the level of it, it's like the way you guys act as if you deal drugs out in the open. Yeah. Because when I watch videos now like, of people like kind of outside of a trap house and celebrating, it's like, well, surely the police now don't even have to do a job anymore. There uh, must be like a, a division of the police yeah. who just sit down and watch world star hip hop and just be like, well, this is easy. Yeah. Man. <laughs> this is <laughs> like if it's a. Johnson, you're on hip hop division. Yeah. Cupson, you too. <laughs> Damn! Cupson. Cupson. It's just easy for you. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's just, it's such it's such a weird thing just to uh watch this archetype of the of the rapper. It's just how it's just it's just ridiculous now. And I, I it's it is uh it's the black equivalent of the WWE. Yeah. Like it's these people create these these mm. like hyper violent, like hypersexual kind of Archetypes, which are just—it's just so unbelievable. To to the fact that you know, then there's going to be idiots who are going to get face tattoos. That's not good, like. Which is fine if you are prepared to do that for the rest of your life. But it's just when people turn around and it's like, like Chris Brown, you've got a song about hoes not being loyal, yeah. and then when your hoe isn't loyal, you're genuinely disappointed. What the, I don't understand how that makes sense. <laughs> That's the world you wanted and created. Why yeah. are you upset about this kind of mm. thing? It's just so strange when. Or they, you cry over your dead friends, but yeah, you know how it is in the streets. I, I can't even empathise with this anymore. Yeah, because clearly you guys enjoy this. this it's like extenders, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's, it's just yeah, and that, that's that's sad. But yeah, that's that's my problem with it. It's the it's just um, there's the whole culture of stuff like with people like hating. If you have a difference of opinion, you're a hater now. That's that pisses me off. Like some stuff is just shit. It's I'm, not hating. Yeah, I'm done with this shit. hating thing. Like, yeah, some, me too. Yeah, some stuff, like, some stuff is a shit. Yeah. And, and even I've I've spoken to friends and stuff where they were like, oh, what's the girl's name who was she was on um, X Factor and then she's uh, she did kind of a little rap thing and then she moved to the states. Cher Lloyd, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cher Lloyd. I speak to a friend. She was like, well, I'm really upset at how quickly that name goes. <laughs> I was going to say Susan Boyle, but. Yeah. but I was doing rap because of, you know because Cher Lloyd one of it's only because one of her USPs was that she used to do rap between yeah, you know, yeah, auditions, yeah. even though she would do someone else's rap. Yeah, but it was just some a friend of mine was like, yeah, you know, I've got nothing against her. I wish her well, blah blah, blah but I don't want to be hate. Just she's shit. Yeah, I know. Doesn't mean you hate yeah. her. Some yeah, things yeah. are not good. Don't yeah. listen to it. Yeah, just don't yeah. listen. To it. But yeah. people mm. have this thing now where it's like they have to carry. It. I'm not hating, and it's it's shit. If yeah. it's just if it's shit, it's just shit. Because no one cares about Cher Lloyd now. You know why? Because she's shit. Yeah. She doesn't write her own raps. This Can I just a, take the opportunity? I need to disassociate the podcast from Dane's hating. Can I just say, <laughs> me and Rumor, we're not haters, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, we yeah. wouldn't hate, would we? Oh, just pure love. You look great. And just, you know, remember, you're beautiful on the inside. <laughs> no, if you listen to that shit, you're not. And my views may not represent the views of the, the hosts of this podcast. But I'm saying it. <laughs> Fuck you too, T.A. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he said it, it ain't tricking if you got it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what tricking is. I know. I know. That's exactly what it is. Which Big Crit had to address in the Country Sit song, which is a great song. That's a good act. I like him. 
Oh, can I also say, I, I hate, <laughs> yeah, I do hate this. Do you know that that break, Fat Man Scoop? Yeah. Love like this before. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. <laughs> and if you're going to, <laughs> if you see me, can we put it under when Dan signed it? I fucking, I hate that song <laughs> so much. Like any DJ that still has that in their collection with the intention of playing it, you're lazy and you deserve leprosy on your fingers. And anyone who knows me, and on your dick, and on and on your dick, yeah. the dick that you play that song for to get sucked. I hope that falls off too. And if you know me and that song comes on anywhere, don't fucking turn around and ask me what I have in my pocket or who's fucking tonight, okay? I'm not fucking with you! It's gonna be a great edit, right? I fucking hate that song so much, but man. Just really, I want yeah, it loud, yeah. and then as Dane's finishing what he <laughs> said, I just want his voice drowned out by the break. You know how many times I've had to go to anywhere and hear people sing that? I fucking hate that song. Dun, 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 dun. Engine, engine number five. <laughs> it's not five. It's not five. The one part you know is one syllable. And it's, it's, I love this song. I love this thing. Don't you? Why wouldn't you? Engine, engine number five. It's not number five. Seven. Everyone knows. Fuck. Ugh. I've got nothing against Fat Man Scoop, okay? But I hate that song so much. Um, Dane, it's it's we're sort of at that time now. Wrap yeah. things up. Do you know what I mean? Cool. Wrap, um, wrap things up. I think. What about? Have you thought about DJ Magic for a name as well as Rumage? Don't, dude. We've he had is, his Chris. Dude, me. we've had Rumage for two episodes now. Mm. Don't start. Okay, well, if it's been two episodes. Yeah, I wish yeah. someone said. All, all those listeners. Yeah. Yeah. We're building up quite a following, are we? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a new. Uh... Yeah, we're on a new thing. Audio yeah, boom. Isn't audio it? boom. Yeah, all about audio boom, man. Check us out on audio boom. We'll be doing 15-minute adverts and everything. Yeah, so. it's going to be crazy. It's going to be 30 seconds We'll be doing what you said. We'll just be yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just, just yeah. tapping into the... It's part of the machine. We're, su- we're suckling at its We just didn't yeah. even notice it was happening. Here we are, guys, with these DCI Banks DVDs. <laughs> Available this week from all good stockists. Yeah. And uh, while I'm on the subject, I've just finished... Uh, while you were talking, Dan, <laughs> yeah. just finished myself off a Snapple. That looks oh, delicious. That? Oh, mm. it's a Fruit Punch Bunch. Oh, one of their new ones, isn't it? Yeah. By the way, oh, if no. anyone from South is listening, that wasn't even for the promotion. That mm. I just did that for as a freebie. So think about that. <laughs> plug one, plug two, guest plugs for you. Okay, Dane. Listen, thank you so much for coming on, man. man You've been wicked. Me, uh, can you can you tell us first of all what you're up to, where we can see you, and uh, you know how do we find out what you're up to? Blah blah. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. First of all, guys, um, I'm still previewing my new uh, Edinburgh show, Reasonable Doubts, as I said at the top of the cast. I'm previewing it at the country this week. I will be at the Pleasance, uh, which is just behind Caledonian Road in North London side. Um, and that is at nine o'clock. So you're welcome there. Alternatively, listen, we don't want you to list all your fucking. <laughs> all about to. Oh, I'm previewing my new show, and I'm going to take it to Edinburgh. Jesus Christ! I don't understand what you said. Look, man, like I feel like everyone's hating on me right now, and uh, I don't have the nomination. I'm, where, I'm, where, I'm on the where, come up. Where right? can we? So, where can we find your dates on your website? Right? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, www.danebaptiste.co.uk. Find out more dates and shit, man. Are you going on tour? Um, I will be on tour in 2016. Holy yes. shit! Small, uh, yeah, small tour. So, yeah. Right, cool. Dane, thank you very much for coming on, man. You've Thanks been a great guest. He's been great, right? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you guys have been wicked. Mm. Guys are fun. Uh, mm. Rumage, thank you. Anything you want to plug, Rumage? 
No, just the podcast. So Sweet. So listen, committed to yeah, it. Listen to, yeah, that's all, yeah, that's all we can think I'm about now. <laughs> if, anything, if anything, I want you to not get engaged with anything else I do yeah, yeah, apart yeah. from this podcast. Yeah. Uh, all right, sweet. Cheers. Thank you. Bij Centraal Beheer gaan we net een stap verder voor onze klanten. Daarom geven we ze 10 seconden van onze zendtijd om hun auto te verkopen. Te koop, zwarte golf 4GTI, 25 jaar edition, opnieuw gespoten en voorzien van glascoating voor maar 7500 euro. Mail naar info.deurslotreparatie.nl Dat gaat lukken. Wil je deze of een andere auto kopen? Kies dan ook voor de klantvriendelijkste verzekeraar. Ga naar centraalbeheer.nl slash auto. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.